Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Mase, Tavshinai and Dalid. We don't uh, often have the time to discuss Parsha's Mase separately. Usually it's teamed up with Matos, but as we have mentioned, this year every Parsha gets its own week, Tavshinai and Dalid. And again, tonight's Divrei uh, Torah should be, Bizchus, there should be a quick Yeshua for Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael in the of Yemenu. Okay, so let's get started with Mase. Start off with a small thought from the Oiv Yisrael, the Apterav, source number one. He makes a short comment on the mitzvah of Ari Miklat. Paraklam and Hey Pasuk Vav, we know the Torah tells us that there is a mitzvah to set up Ari Miklat. Vesa Ari Masher Titnu Lavim Eis Sheish Ari Hamiklat Asher Titnu Lanushama Harotzeach that the Rotzeach should run to. Vaalehem Titnu Arboim Ushtayim Ir and. With them, there will be an additional 42. So the 6 are in Miklat plus the 42, 48 altogether. So we know somebody kills Peshogeg, he runs to the year Miklat until the Kohen Gadol dies, and Be'ez Hashem will get, more, uh, get to more about Ari Miklat a little bit later. But first, just one small thought from the Aftarav. He says, Al-Darach Drush, Sheish Ari Miklat Hain, the real ear Miklat for us. Hopefully, you know, most of Am Yisrael who are not involved in, in killing Bishogeg. The ear Miklad, the six ear Miklad are the six words of Shema. The six are a Miklad. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad. That's a Jew's escape. That's a Jew's rescue. Those six words throughout our history have been what has saved Am Yisrael throughout the ages, figuratively and and um, literally. This is, these are the words on the at the uh, the, the last words uh, uh, of so many Jews' lives. The first words that they are taught. This is what saves us. This is what encapsulates us. And we run there for refuge, symbolizing our emuna. And what's va'alehem titznu, the 42? There are 42 words in v'ahavta. Along with Shema, the six arimiklat, so to speak, the six words in Shema, v'ahavta, along with that is 42, altogether making up 48, unless you want to count Baruch Shem, which is another six, which is uh, 48. So says the... Oev Yisrael, these are the Ari Miklat that could apply to each and every Jew's life, even if we don't have the actual Ari Miklat today, but we do have the figure of Ari Miklat. We have to take our refuge with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his Emuna, in his Bitachon, and that's how Am Yisrael survives throughout even the darkest times of Jewish history and the difficult times, and that is the refuge where we have to run to. It's what saves us. Okay, let's get us started. And now we go back to the beginning of the Parsha. And we get to why the Parsha is called what it is, and that is Masay. We know the beginning of the Parsha discusses and catalogs all of the places where Am Yisrael stayed throughout its 40-year journey. And Rashi points out already that most of the traveling did not take place in so many years says Rashi at the beginning of the Parsha, talking about what is the purpose of the whole Parsha, the whole section. First Rashi in the Parsha, says Rashi, why are all of these written? So Rashi tells us why is it that all of these Masos have been written. So Rashi quotes two ideas. Number one, to express to us, and we've discussed these Rashis in past years, to let everyone know the Chesed of Hashem. Even though there was a Gzeira, as we read a few weeks ago, the tragedy of the Miraglim, the tragedy of the Gzeira being in the Midbar for all the years, which happened on Tisha B'Av, which we will hopefully not have, but might have in a couple of weeks. 
So even though there was a gzera, lo tomar We shouldn't think that every three days we had to move, and the cloud moved, and we had to schlep, and we had to set up camp. Every three days for 40 years. It wasn't like that. There was never any serenity. There was never any time to relax, to set up shop, to just enjoy the Adonai covered. We shouldn't think that it was constantly traveling. Shari Inkanal Arbamishtai Masos, 42 stops, we know, in this list. 42. The 25th being Chashmona, the reference to Hanukkah. Tsei Mehem Yud Dalid, take out 14 of them. Shakulam Hayu Bishana Rishona, Kodem Gzeira. 14 wars before the Gzeira. So 28 left. So that was quickly, but we wanted to move quickly at the beginning. We wanted to get, to, get into Eretz Canaan. So Kodesh Baruch was taking us and taking us. We're like, keep, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's get there, let's get there. So that's 14 in the first year before the Meraglim. Take out another eight Masos, which was in year 40. After Aaron died, you know, Aaron, Miriam, and, and Moshe all died in the 40th year. So after Mir- Aaron died, there were another eight. Mehar hahar at arvos mor, Nimsa. So what happens? We're down to 20. Nimsa shekol shmona ushloshim shana lo nasu ela esr masos. In all of the 38 years in the Midbar, besides the first and last years, they went 20 places. 20 places. That's Plenty of time in each place, right? Almost two years in each place. That's my first shot, says Rashi. Why are all the Masos written? To make sure we realize how Kodesh Baruch Hu was good to us. He didn't make a schlep every day, every week, or every month. Year and a half to two years at every stop. Number one. So even in the Gzeira, even in the Onesh, there was Chesed. Number, n- number one. Rashi. Number two. Rabbi Tanchuma Darash Bo Drasha Acheres. Rabbi Tanchuma, the Major Tanchuma says the second shot. Mashal a Melech Shay Beno Cholev Olichol Makam Rachel Grafoso. It's a mashal to a king that his son was sick and he was taking him very far away to get healed, to get the best doctor in the faraway land. Kivan Shayu Chosrin, his Cholev and Monakalamasos on the way back. He says, Son, you remember? We stopped here, and this is where we had the picnic, and this is where we stopped at the store, and this is where we did this, this is where we did that. He reminds him. Amrulo, kan yashanu, kan ukarnu, kan chashashtes roshcha. So it's the love HaKadosh Baruch Hu has like a father, like a king to his son. Says the Darki Musar, explicitly in the second shot, but implicitly in the first shot. Says Rav Naiman, in source number two now. Ro'imi kan ha'ahava v'achavivah shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu la'am Yisrael. Rashi is illustrating to us the love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for each and every each and every Jew. Hasaba Mikalmi quotes the Saba from Kelm who says, Mashamr Chazal Bilam. We read a few weeks ago, Vayasam Hashem Davar Befiv. Hashem changed what Bilam wanted to do from a klala to a bracha. We usually understand that as he tried to get the words out to say a klala, but what came out was Yaakov. What came out was He was trying, but Akash Baruch was forcing him to say words they didn't want to say. That's how we usually understand it. But ask the Darki Musar. How would Akash Baruch do that? Everybody has free choice in life. 
Right, there are a few exceptions to the rule that we read, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hardened Paro's hearts, whatever that means we've discussed in past years. Was it really taking away his Bechira? Maybe it was giving his Bechira, giving him his Bechira. So how did HaKadosh Baruch Hu here go to Bilam and basically change what he was going to say? Says the Saba from Kelm, he didn't remove Bilam's Bechira. He had full Bechira to say whatever he wanted. But you know what Hashem did? He revealed to Bilam the godless of Am Yisrael. He made Bilam see the uniqueness of every Jewish family, the uniqueness of, of every Jew, every Mila. So Bilam naturally said what any normal thinking person would have said when he sees such a nation. He revealed his eyes for us, Yisrael. He sees in a positive way, in a good way. Nobody fights like our fighters. No, no, no country in the world acts with the with the Rachmanus that our that our that our country acts with. He sees that he has to give a bracha if somebody's objective. That was his bechira. That's the godless, the power, the potential. That each of us have. The Gemara tells us a story about Metziah. It's a totally Choshen Mit. What's it doing about Metziah? It's a Choshen Mishpat context. It's a context about workers. Right? Daf Pei Gimel. He quotes the story. Maaser Rabbi Yochanan ben Masia. But through the Choshen Mishpat, Dini Mamanis story comes the message that he's trying to get across. The story of Rabbi Yochanan ben Masia. Sharma Lebenot Save Vescharlon Upalim. He tells his son, "Can you go get me some workers, please? I need some employees." He says, okay, yes, I got them, and, you know, they're going to work for us, and this is such and such, a, you know, a food they're going to get for lunch every day. When he comes back to his father, he says, did I make a good deal? Did I, did I get him for a good price? Even if you give him the most fancy meal in the entire world, you wouldn't have given them enough. Shehem b'nei Avram Yisrael v'Yakov. You know who you hired? You hired fellow Jews. You hired Am Yisrael. What a little bread. Ro'im Mizeh says the Darkim Muster. You see the mile of Am Yisrael. There's no, there's no, we call it a, a Pasha to Yid, a simple Jew. There's no such thing as a simple Jew. Says the Saba from Kelm. Says the Darkim Muster. Paul Pashuchu ba'atzmo lo machshavaz atzmo. He doesn't think of himself as such a great man. Daito He doesn't think he's, he's deserving of anything more. said to his son, "I know what every Jew is about. I know the potential." It's not enough. line eighteen. He understands that every Yehudi, who, who, who's our family, who are our parents, our grandparents, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sar, Rif, Gerach, that's our family. You ever meet somebody from a really chasha family? And like even like, or a very, you know, like this, some famous person, like, oh, this is his father, that's his, like, ooh, like you can't even, you can't even go near them. We're like, Psh, like you just get close to them. That's everybody in Am Yisrael. Who are, what, what our, what our lineage is. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David, who's spizen. Well, maybe not all of us. With uh, as we get into David Amelach, call you the Pashuru Yosef Chashuv Yosef Meromei Asar Magdolam Shalumos Olam. We are Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and that is the greatest love Hakadosh Baruch Hu has, and that's the Masos. 
That's the Masoda Kodesh Baruch who took us personally. He carried us. He helped our, our, our shoes grow with us. Nothing got worn out. He, happy, he gave us water. He gave us lechem and ashamayim. Unbelievable. The love that he showed us. Through the klala, through the gzera that took place, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm not going to make you schlep around, uh, schlep around so much. A couple of masos, even though it's 20, but it's in 38 years, we realize his tremendous love for us and that he took us and he reminded us of all of the chesed that he did for us throughout the, throughout the years in the, in the Midbar. Okay. Let's focus on one of the masos. One of the masos Amazing suggestion given by uh, one of the Svarim, as you'll see in a minute. Paraklam and Gimel Pasek Zayin. Paraklam and Pasek Zayin. Towards the beginning, towards the beginning of the travels, the Pasek tells us, Vayisu misukos, Vayachanu be'esam ha'shebeksiyah midbar. They traveled from Sukos, and they encamped in Esam. Vayisu me'esam ha'yashav al-piachiros, asher al-panei ba'al tzafon. This was early. Early in the in the uh, in the travels, so they went from Asam to Pi Hachiros. Asher al that was near Balzafon, which we know from Parshas B'Shalach was one of the idols, misled Paro. Paro said, "Oh, they can't get past Balzafon. I'm going to go attack them, even though I just set them free." But we know every name in many places throughout the Torah is symbolic of something. It's not just a a name that was given. As we know, the first pasuk in Dvarim, that's from next week's parsha. Every every word in the beginning of Dvarim connotes a place. Paran, Tofel, Love, and Chatzeros, Dizahav. Rashi goes to everyone. It's a reminder of, a, of, a, of an event that happened. So every name is not just a name. So what's Pihachiros? The mouth of freedom. So you literally translate it. So, well, what's the message for us? So they, they look in Growth Through Torah by Pliskin quotes a Sefer Gilile Zahav. Piachiros, a thought that's going to stay with us. Piachiros, what does it mean? What? And this is, he said there was an Avodazara called Piachiros, just like in the previous passage. Ba, the same passage, Baal Tzafon was an Avodazara. So was Piachiros. What's the Avodazara? It's when we think we could have a Piachiros. Freedom of the mouth. Right, there's something called freedom of speech, but that's not Piachiros. That's not what we're talking about here. Freedom of speech might be something positive. Freedom of the mouth, the Avodazara was, I believe... But I can say whatever I want. If I think something, if I feel something inside, I have to say it. I have to be honest. I have to share it. If I think something about you, if I think something about a fellow man, I have to say it. Piachiros. Doesn't matter if it's insulting or hurtful or it's the free mouth. This is this is what I believe. If I believe in something deeply other than the Dvar Hashem, that's Avodazara. That's Piachiros. That is a person could say whatever he happens to feel like saying. He should be able to slander and insult others whenever he wants. That's the Avodazara of Piachiros. Why? Because we know as Am Yisrael, we don't believe in saying whatever I want to say. We believe that Karash tells us we have to have self-control in all areas of life. Especially the one area where we have two Shomrima. We've mentioned in the past, every other part of our body has one guard. One guard. Our earlobe folds into our ears. Our nostrils could close up. We could close our eyes. Right? We could get almost every sense. The mouth of God says, I gotta give you two guards. I gotta give you teeth and lips. It's very dangerous, the mouth. More for what goes out than even what goes in. Gadashbarakhu knows this. And he what but that's Piachiros. That was the Abodazara. 
And if somebody believes that they could say whatever they want, we can say whatever we want. This is how I feel. I'm sorry. I have to express it. That's not what, that's not what the Torah says. There are people who feel, turning the page, that to be true to themselves, they must say anything that comes to their minds. Meet somebody. But it's MS. It's, I have Midas MS. I'm a very big believer in Midas MS. It says, I have to, I can't be a Tocho Kabaro. I know the Gemara says you have to have your inside like your outside. It's the greatest Milo, Tocho Kabaro. But it doesn't mean if something inside is insulting or hurtful or negative, I have to say it. Chas B'Shalom, that's Piachiros. That's be- this belief that it has to be said no matter what. This leads them to be blunt and tactless when speaking to others. They only think of themselves and what they want, but are oblivious to the pain and suffering they cause others by the verbal abuse. The chulu, this tendency is antithetical to the whole concept of loving one's fellow man. And we have to always realize, before we, before we think about something, Chavaz Chaim writes, Chavaz Chaim writes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us such a matana. Such a matana, you think about what has to happen before every single word that we say. Before every word. We have to think about what we're about to say. We have to then project our vocal cords, we have to enunciate it, we have to use our teeth and our lips and our tongue and and everything has to work in unison. We just have to see someone who can talk properly to know that it's not natural for everything to work to work perfectly. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets us do it like that. We can, get, we can talk in Torah like in a second. The Chavaz Chaim says what a gift HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. Imagine a baby starting to walk. Every step is so measured, is thought out, is without balance until they, they get the hang of it and then they start running. They don't think about it anymore. That's what Kodesh Baruch Hu does. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us such an unbelievable koach and power. But it can't be piachiros. We have to make sure that our pet is mishubad. Right, we have, it has to be hafcheros in Torah, in chesed, in tefillah. It has a lot of freedom. But ein lachab benchor and elamishi asok b'Torah, as we know from Perkiyavos, the ultimate freedom is when we realize that we can make every moment of our life productive and magical and eternal. That's the ultimate in freedom, or else we're just subject to the to the avodazara of piachiros, the avodazara of anything else that we believe in more than anything else. Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, tells us to do. So that's Piachiros, one of the Masos that we have all the way at the beginning of the travels of Am Yisrael. Okay, moving right along. What else do we have in our Parsha? After all of the Masos, which most of them we don't know anything that occurred in any of the Masos, but one of the places we know, Perek, Lamed Gimel, Pasik Lamed Ches. One of the Masos, towards the end... Vayal Aaron Akohen El Hahahar Api Hashem Vayam Hashem Har Hahar, the mountain of the mountain, the place where Aaron Akohen died. We know Chazal tell us there were three mountains that were not flattened by the Ananiya Kavod. The Ananiya Kavod, we know, flattened all mountains and filled up all potholes. Everything was flat and perfect; nobody tripped straight. But Har Hahar was left for Aaron Akohen. Har Sinai was left for Matan Torah. And Haranavo was left for Moshe Rabbeinu. The three mountains that were that were left. So Aaron Akohen dies. We already read about this in Barashas Chukas. But here it's repeating all the Masos. Bishnas ha'arba'im l'tzeis b'nei so meres mitzrayim. But here we have a date. Here we have a date given. Ba'chodesh ha'chamishi be'echalachodesh. Fifth month, first day. That's next week. Rosh Chodesh Av. This is the only, we've mentioned this, the only yard site mentioned explicitly in the Torah. There is no one else that the Torah records the date of the year 
that the person died. Zion Adar is known from Chazal based on Psukim in Yehoshua. Not based on anything in the Torah. It doesn't even say that. Based on how long we know the Mun lasted from the last time it fell and the Mun was Beskuz Moshe Rabbeinu. So if you work backwards, Moshe Rabbeinu died in Zion Adar. And the Gemara says in Megillah that Haman knew this, that Moshe died in Zion Adar. He didn't realize he was also born on Zion Adar. But that is not in the Torah. No other Yarsin is in the Torah except for this one right here. And the question asked the Mishkan Betzalel, Betzalel Radinsky, why is this? Why only Aaron Akoi? It's very special. That's true. But what was it about Aaron that the Torah had to write the day of the calendaric year? And we could further the question, and what does he have to do with Rosh Chodesh Av? Right? Nothing's a coincidence. It wasn't called Av in the Torah. Those names were obviously added later in Persia. But why is it that this is the only one? It's source number five now. He quotes the question from Sternbach and Tam Badas. Right, it's not, it does name the Torah when they died. Right, no, I've heard Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, okay, Moshe, we, uh, we mentioned, we know from Chazal. David HaMelech, Honit HaChazal, Shvuiz, the Quran tells a story about how he died on a Shabbos. But we don't know the day, so why Dafka this day? Ube'emes, Shehaarasoik, Far, Kfar, Mikat, Kodmin, earlier, Shemasonok, Dolia, Kadmonim, Shemla, Daktik, Bazet. Okay, even earlier, many people ask, why was it only Aaron HaKohen, why was this the only one? Number one, question. Question number two, line 10. Aaron Cohen. There's something else unique about Aaron Cohen's death that we don't have by, by, other, by other biblical figures, and this is based on Psukim and Parshas Chukas. Right after Aaron dies, the Torah says, the other nations are ready to attack us. Line 11. They start fighting us. Right after Aaron dies. Why the juxtaposition in the Torah? So Chazal tell us. They somehow thought that now we were vulnerable. Aaron died. Okay. Guys, it's time to attack. Time to attack. So why? Can Chazal tell us that the Anani Akavin might have disappeared, but they came back with Chuz Moshe Rabbeinu. All the way, only when Moshe died, all three really left. The Anani Akavin, the Mon, and the, and the Be'er. But even though the Anani Akavin were with Aaron. But the measure says, Shemuva, Shemshama, Shemes Aaron, is talking about Anani momentarily. And then when they came, V'chazina Mizeh Odavar Miyuchad B'Misah Shal Aaron. Not only is Aaron the only yard site recorded explicitly, but there was an effect to the other nations of the world, the other nations in that area, about Aaron Cohen's death. Shalom atzanu b'misasam shal shar hatzadikim shahasone kilu hirgish shachshav hutra retzua. Now they're vulnerable. Let's go attack them. Was the first parak of Rosh Hashanah? Right. Also the same Chazal is quoted. So what is it about Aaron Cohen's death that was even recognized? by the other nations. One other question we'll throw in, and that is, asked by many, why, as the Gemara tells us in Mesechus Tainus, the three Nisim in the Midbar, Keneged, the three great personalities, Anon Yaakov, Keneged Aaron, the Mon, Keneged Moshe, and the Be'er, Keneged Miriam, how is, we'll focus on one of them, Aaron, how is the Anon Yaakov most appropriate for Aaron Akoi? 
Why was he mizakeh the rabbim to give us the anani akavah? You can ask the other two. Ask the other two. Not for now. What does the man have to do with Moshe? What does the bear have to do with Miriam? But we're just going to focus on anani akavah and Aaron. So number one, why is he the only yartzeit in the Torah? Number two, why is his why is his death the symbol to other nations of the vulnerability of Am Yisrael? Number two, and number three, why are the Ananiya Kavid so appropriate for um, Aaron's Mita? So says the Mishka Batsalo. Batsalo Radinsky, now we will get into the next column. We find in the Medrash back in Chukas, where again, the first time Aaron's death is recorded, it's repeated here. That's what we're talking about it here. Shekasher Allah Moshe Lamarom, when Moshe went up. Matzah, Lakarish Baruch Shaya Asad, Baresh, Mesechis Para. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai, he saw Akarish Baruch involved in a, in a topic in Torah. A number of Chazals. Chazal Baruch was learning Torah. What, what's he learning? What's he involved in? A couple of Gemaras in a few places. He was learning a certain topic. So here, Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Arsina, he was learning Hilchus Paraduma. Paraduma. Interesting topic, obviously learning that. We spoke about this already. Why was he focused on Paraduma? And we know, the Pazik tells us at the beginning of Paraduma, Zos Chukas HaTorah. There's something in Paraduma that encapsulates the entire Torah, that is symbolic of the entire Torah. Zos, this is the Chok of the Torah. The whole Torah is involved right in here. And then it goes into Pahilchus Paraduma. So what is it about Paraduma? Kadesh Baruch Hu was involved in it. This is the Chok of the Torah. And one other point, Ba'od Yishlamar, he says, Ba'od Yishlamod, we know that Kadesh Baruch Hu, even before Maimon Harsinai, couldn't wait with certain mitzvos. At most mitzvos, he waited, Moshe Rabbeinu gave us all the mitzvos on Harsinai. But there were a few of them, the Chazal tell us, I can't wait. You got, I know you just came out of Mitzrayim. There are a couple of missiles I have to give you right now. Okay, Karim Pesach was in Mitzrayim. Brismila was in Mitzrayim. Because you got to have Brismila in order to do Karim Pesach. But then a couple of days later, we have Kriyas Yamsov, we're in Marads, we're thirsty. Okay, I know Mantar is in a couple of weeks, but you, you need to know these missiles. There are some that are so defining. So what would be Shabbos, Kibbutz Aim, a couple of them that are, that are um, measured by Chazal, but one of them was Paraduma. Paraduma, we needed to have this now. We didn't have a Mishkan yet. We didn't do any Avoda yet. And yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu feels the need to give us Paraduma before you have the Torah. You need to understand this mitzvah. So what is it about this mitzvah? Paraduma. Line 13. What's it about? So there's one detail about Paraduma that's going to relate to Aaron HaKohen that will answer all of the Answer all of the questions. Avalal kol panim ashenogel lanu kan yireh. Line fifteen at the end. She echad mi yisodia yisodis bi yisrael. One of the yisodos of Am Yisrael, as we know, he midas haarvus. It's the mida of kol yisrael arevim zelazeh. The mida of being one. Guf echad the Rishonim say one body. Shari matzanu shari karshi yisrael hayu bchinas guf echad. When we are together, when we are Ba'achdus, no other nation could, could come, could come close to us. We have like an, an armor, a spiritual armor around the entire nation when we are Ba'achdus. Masha'enkin, Kashir Nifrida Chavila, Rachmanel Islam, but when we're not Ba'achdus, 
Chas v'shalom itan so then all the dangers of the world around us could affect us and infiltrate when we are not ba'achtus. Va'od ha'kel kulim va'od shemano ramshirinu midor dor bo'kito tzah yeshira mi bita la'arvus v'yimuchachim ze'etzeb. We know the famous Chazal sinas chinam, 2,000 years. The big three Averis for 70 years. Sinas chinam. The fact that we're not together. V'chem ha'tano b'chita egel sheba'avuro ha'dayin anu ashuiyim b'tzara the chita egel which we're still suffering from. It's because we didn't have arvus. We didn't complain about them. We didn't stand up and, and try to be makari of them. It was also the alkane. What's paraduma? What is one detail of paraduma? As we know, maybe the most difficult element of paraduma to understand. The person who is involved in doing the avoda being mitaher, their friend who was tummy for seven days as he sprinkles the paraduma ashes onto their friend on day three and day seven, they become tummy. The way that I make my somebody else tahar is by myself becoming tameh. By sacrificing my own state in order to bring up my fellow Jew. That's arvus. Arvus is when I have to give something of myself. When I have to give of my time. When I have to give of my, of my thought. Not, not just to our good friends who we love playing with and enjoying and talking to. It's the people maybe that we don't always enjoy. And when we get the phone call and we see caller ID, we don't want to pick it up. Because we're not in the mood. But that's that's the litmus test. That's Arvus. When we give of ourselves. V'lachet turning the page on the second line. Chok zeshal paraduma. That's the message of paraduma. Giving of oneself for a fellow Jew. That we needed to know even before Maimon Arsini. Before even to be able to get ready for it. I think I mentioned in the past, just Eric Hagav, the beautiful thought of Rameer Shapiro. Can't not say it when it comes up. Shapiro quotes the Gemara in Zvachim, and the Gemara says there that when the Kodesh uh, gave the Torah to Am Yisrael, all the nations of the world came to Bilam. And they said, Bilam, what's going on? It's scary. What's happening? This lightning and thunder. Is Hashem bringing another Mabul? And he said, no, 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 Hashem promised, no more marbles. No, that was with water. Maybe he's bringing a marble on fire. No, no more marble. Don't worry. What's happening? Bilam says, don't worry. Kodesh Baruch is just giving the Torah to Am Yisrael. They're like, really? Wow. Hashem owes the Amo Yitain. Hashem Yivarech has Amo Bashalom. That's the Gemara. Yes, Ramir Shapiro. Why did the nations of the world think that there was, there was a, Hashem was going to destroy the world? What did they have to do with, with Kabbalah Satorah? And then Bilam says, no, 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 Hashem is giving them the Torah. And then they understand it. So we mentioned, Rameer Shapiro says, at Maimed Arsina, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negadahar, Kishachad Balevachad, there was Achtus. And there are two types of Achtus, he explains. The lower level Achtus is Achtus Mitoch Tsara. There's a common enemy. There's a common threat. There's a common danger. So there's Achtus. We're all in it together. Right? We're all there. We all feel it. Right? Those who remember 9 11, after 9 11, everyone was friendly with each other. Lasted for a little while. It's friendly, calm. When there's a common threat, a common sorrow, so that, that's one level of achtos. So they they, they felt the achtos in the world. It's the Kodesh Baruch bringing a mabul. Right, all the animals had achtos on the teva. What does Bilam say? No, this is a different type of achtos. This is an achtos based on common values, common destinies, common history, common goals. It says that's that's the achtos. Vayichasham Yisrael negadahar. And they said, Hashem oz lamo yitin, Hashem yivarech hazamo ba'shalom. That's the type of achtos that is unfathomable to us. But that's what they thought. That's what they thought. It was 
A, but it really was, it really was B. But that's paraduma, being, being Moser Nefesh, my own Nefesh, for my fellow Jew. And therefore, Line five. He gives him this message of Paraduma even beforehand. And that is why Memela, Aaron Akon, what did Aaron do at the Chet, at the Egel? He was trying to delay, he was trying to delay, explains the Mishkan Betzalel. And then he kind of like did it himself to try to take the blame from the rest of Am Yisrael. He was doing whatever he can to save them. That was Aaron HaKohen. And that's the message we need to have every Rosh Chodesh Av. As we remember what happened during Av, during these months, we remember who died today. Rosh Chodesh Av is the only yard site because that's what's going to get us back to our destiny. Following Aaron Akoin, the Oish Shalom, Verode Shalom. And the other nations know this. They know when we're not connected. They know it subliminally. They know it throughout our history. Amalek knew it. The, the king of Iran knew it. When we're not together, when we're not Ba'achtus, so then we're, we're much more vulnerable. When there's a Tzara, we come Ba'achtus. What happened in the days of Purim? We come together, there's a nace. Throughout history, we come together. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for. For us to, to stay together, to keep together. And that's what they realize. But that's what we have to remember. Every single, every single Av. That's why that yard site is mentioned. That was the uniqueness of Aaron HaKohen. He was the one that was known, Adon HaKovet, which symbolized everybody being surrounded in one unit, in one area. That's why that is the perfect fit. For Aaron Akoin, something that binds, something that puts all Jews together, that is the symbol of the Oev Shalom, Virodev Shalom. Okay. Moving right along, Paraglam and Gimel, all the way at the end. Anybody has to speak at a Simcha. This is the, uh, the Simcha thought of the week. Again, not too many, uh, no weddings going on this week, but, uh, keep it in the back of one's mind, maybe to use it for those Shabbos Nachamu Tuba'av weddings, by the Hashem. We still have time, by the Hashem, for, uh, for these days to be turned into a yantif. Okay. At the end of Baraglam and Gimel, we have, we'll start with Pasuk Nun. Shlishi. Hashem says to Moshe and Arvos Moav. Right here it is, Hashem, the last instructions until we get into next week's Parsha where Moshe Rabbeinu gives the five-week speech. The entire Sefer Tavarim is one conversation. Five-week speech before before Moshe dies. Tell B'nai Yisrael as follows. When you go through the Yardin on the 10th of Nisan, in a, in a couple of months, you will do something. won't translate that yet. To the nations of the world, and you shall destroy their, their idols. Destroy everything. Next Pasuk. Same word. Base Pasuk Nim Gimel starts with the same word. First one is Do something to the people settled in the land. Next Pasuk. And shall settle there. Because I have given you the land to settle there. We've discussed in past years, according to the Ramban, this Pasuk is the source for the Mitzvah of Yishevar Yisrael. Right here, he says it on the on the pasuk. He says it in Sefer Mitzvos. He says it a number of times. This pasuk vahorashtem esaretz. What does the word vahorashtem mean? Says Rashi, vahorashtem esaretz. First vahorashtem, 
Pasuk Nun Beis, Vigerashtem, you shall drive out. So drive out the inhabitants. This is a land that was promised to you. I gave it to others. I gave it to Avram Avinu. Other people are living here now, but really it's not theirs. I gave it to the, I gave it to Avram and I'm giving it back to you. Vahorashtem, number one. Second Vahorashtem, Rashi says, Vahorashtem es haaretz, Vahorashtem osa miyoshveha, oz vishavtemba, tuchlul his kayimba. Sounds like according to Rashi. The first Vahorashtem means drive them out as a command. And the second one is saying this command is really a condition. You want to be able to live there? Then you have to get rid of the enemy. You'll survive physically and spiritually. But if not, not as we read, we didn't say for Yehoshua, they didn't get rid of all of the all of the people who they they should have gotten rid of in Yehoshua and in and in Shoftim. But that's Rashi. First one is the Rashtem, and the second one is the condition. If you look in, we haven't looked at his safer in a while, so now we'll get back to Rav Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer, last Rav in Krakow, source number seven. Quotes Rashi, but he quotes, there's a second idea. On the second Vahorashtem. Vahorashtem, the first one is, drive them out. Okay, but the second Vahorashtem, he quotes, if you look in Unculus, we have it as a parenthesis in Unculus. We have Usasarchun, which is to drive them out, but in Unculus we have Nusach Acher, Viserson, Sarasun from the word Yerusha. You shall give over a heritage. Give over an inheritance or a heritage to your children. That's the, the second Vahorashtem. And the question is, asked of Yosef Nechemia, how does that work? What's the connection between it's the same word, Vahorashtem? According to Unkelis, according to this version, first it says, drive out the other nations, and then somehow that will be enable us to give over our heritage to our children? So what is the connection between those two Vahorashtems? Question of the Rav Yosef Nechemia on the, on the Unkelis. Says Rav Yosef Nechemia, line 13, V'lulei Dvarav HaKadoshim, though others gave other pshatim, I would like to suggest as follows. V'yivur al-derech maimer chazal muva barashi parashas v'yeri. Quotes Arashi and Vayera and Kedarka Bakodesh. He's going to quote a number of Chazals, putting them together, giving us an insight into some Chazals that we're familiar with. But he's going to give a little a little more strength to those Chazals. Basak says there in Vayera, Laman havi Hashem al Avraham asher diber alav. So that Hashem will bring on Avram what he spoke to him. Alehem lo ne'emar ela lamadnu. It doesn't say Alehem, but it says alav on him. What does it mean on him? After what do you mean, to bring Onto Avram's children, it should say Alehem. Lamadnu Shahameniach ben Sadik Ilulomes. What does it mean, Alav? It means Avram continues to exist through his children. Shahameniach ben Sadik Ilulomes. What does that mean? Hine, let me explain. Says of Yosef de Chemia. Imabanim Ochsim, Bamasi Abo Sehem, Tzadikim. If a child uses all of the kochos that were given to him by the parents, the physical kochos, the monetary assets, any, anything, anything our parents gave us, anything, if we use that, Latov, if we use that for the positive, him and Mazakim Aviyam, we are giving merit to our parents. 
Our parents don't have to be doing it. Our parents can be sitting home doing nothing. If we're doing something, we're all out of sheer. So our parents, whether they're here, wherever they are, right, they get schus. They're accruing schus. Our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-grandparents did it. My it goes back. Bramazaka Abba Nimsa. Shav Gambamoso. Even after a father passes on, Adainu Ochaperos, Mimikna Kinya Brachush. If a person gives money, leaves money, teaches a child, then even after they pass on, they're still accruing benefit. They're still accruing Zachuyos. The book is never closed. Achzura Choli Mutsuyib Ibn Adam. Avos Yisharim, but he says, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a Choli, there's a sickness out there that people are so worried exclusively about leaving a, uh, a Yerusha, about leaving a physical, monetary retirement fund for our children. What about the spiritual retirement fund? We spend all of our days so our children will be comfortable. What about being meaningful? And not just comfortable. We have to do our best, obviously, to take care of our children. To the be- but is that the ikar? The ikar is to make sure they're in a s- proper spiritual state. Many times he says, This is in Europe. That can crack out. People of uh, parents who don't, who don't uh, put into their children as much as, as, much as possible. And, and when it's too late, it's too late. He says, When a parent properly teaches a child and does all they can again at the end of the day it's yata deshmaya but if a parent does everything they can to give the child so then that's a schus for the parent he says that's what we say three to, uh, twice a day morning and night in shma top of the left column fourth line in order to give long life to you and your children on the land that Hashem swore to you, forefathers, laseis lahem to give them. Chazal pick up on the fact that it says laseis lahem. What do you mean lahem? It should be lahem. So Chazal have omshat. So remes to tchias amesim. Them, those who will be in the future. Okay, not for us. But he says, line eight. According to my idea, let me explain as follows. What is the end of the haya talk about? Before laman yirbu yemechem. Laman yirbu is the last pasuk in vayim shemoa. It talks about chinuch. It talks about teaching our children. That's the end of Shema. Says the Yosef Nechemi, you want to live long. You want to have a richas yamim. To teach our children properly. Your days, your days will be lengthened. It's going on what was above. Through the life of the children, through the fulfillment of the children, the parents and the grandparents get fulfillment. That's the pshat. And Hashem swore to you to give to them, to give to the earlier generations. That's how you read the Pasuk. And that's why it's so important for us to do whatever we can with our children. And he even quotes... Maybe this is, explains a very difficult question. Avram Avinu, we all remember the Brisbane Avasarim. Avram Avinu asked Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and Chazal add in line twenty-three. He asked, How how am I going to know if I'm going to if it's going to be me? Chazal even wonders. Avram Avinu questioning God here. How am I going to know? What's the sign? What's my sign? And what does Hakadosh Baruch Hu answer him? Back in Zaver Brachus. Your children are going to be going to Mitzrayim. It's going to be terrible. That's an answer to the question. How am I going to know, God? 
But my Ada, oh, they're going to be Mitzrayim for a long time. It's going to be terrible. They're going to be Savadim. It's going to be 210 years because it's going to be squeezed into so harsh. What kind of answer is that? I'm going to be answer a simple question. But my Ada, and he tells him, Shibur Mitzrayim. Says Rabbi Yosef Dechemya, what was the purpose of Shibur Mitzrayim? According to many sources, turning the page, I'm not going to read everything of his. What was the purpose of Shibur Mitzrayim? Suggests of Yosef Nechemia in order to mold Am Yisrael to be B'nai Avraham. Because when somebody goes through something so difficult like that on the victim end, then they can better understand and be Ba'alei Chesed. Sometimes it backfires. But Kodesh Baruch Hu knew when it's a whole nation and Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to take them out with the Makos, he's going to put into them to be Baalei Chesed. Like the Gemara Yivamis tells us, the three Simanim of every Jew, Rachmanim, Baishanim, the Gomle Chasadim, to be Baalei Chesed. Line 33 now, Before Hashem took us in to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Canaan, Lo shivanu ishtachas gavru ishtachas teinaso. Before he gave us everything, yiti manu mitchilo yisure oni bravi. He gave us difficult times because we could better appreciate what somebody's going through difficulty when we've been there, when we've been in that experience, and then we could we could commiserate with them. We could vicariously vicariously feel what they're going through, and then empathize. In a certain deeper way than we would otherwise. The Baruch Hu says, Avram says, how am I going to know? What do you mean, how am I, you know what Avram is asking? How am I going to live forever? Ba'ma'eda, how do I know ki'i rashena that I'm going to inherit, that I'm going to ful- be fulfilled forever? Because Baruch Hu says, because I'm going to make them into Bali Chesed like you. Ba'ma'eda, because they're going to Mitzrayim. You know what that's going to create? A nation of Baal Chesed? So that's how you're going to live forever, Avraham. That's the conversation that's taking place by the Brisbane Abbasarim. Ulatach Lezeh, line 41. Nigzar al Yisrael gam golos mitzrayim. Lishtabe beres tolahem. Because now they'll have Avraham Avinu's Midah. That's what it says so many times in the Torah. Vahavta mesager ki yerma isa meres mitzrayim. So many times. Back to our Pasuk. So now, what did the Unkelis mean? Vahorashtem, 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 drive out the other nations, vahorashtem. And in that way, you'll be able to give inheritance, you'll give the heritage over to your to your children, and in that way, you'll be able to live there. Because if we create the right environments for our children, that's what it means to drive them out. The negative influences of the other nations, as the Pazik says earlier, Savior of Ayikra, Eris Canaan were the lowliest spiritually. Oh, the Avodah Zara, that's what they did. Can't even fathom it. Avodah Zara, as we know. But that's what it was. It was, it was so distant from Hashem. You want to create an environment, a proper sviva for our, for our children. And in that way, being able to give over, that's the Yerusha. That's our real Yerusha. Not just what's on our financial statements. But the real Yerusha, that's how the first Vahorashtem leads into the second Vahorashtem. Get rid of the negatives. That's what he says here. And that's the end of the Pasuk. Amazing. That's what he says in the second Pasuk. Kilochem nasati asaris l'shevas bok. I'm giving it to you. What are you giving it to you? Yeah, because through them we're going to get it. It's going to be our zechus through through us. Okay. Finishing up, let's get to two other thoughts related to Ari Miklat.
One, a lumdist thought, a conceptual thought, and one, a dvar, a dvar machshav, a dvar moser. Ari Mikla comes up twice in the Torah. Twice in the Torah. One time right here, the end of Sefer Bamidbar. Right here in Perek Lamedalid, after the uh, list of the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Then in Perek Lamed Hay, we have the Ari Levim listed, and we have Ari Mikla, Pasik Tess. Anybody who kills by accident will run to a near miklat, as we mentioned earlier. I think we might have mentioned this source in the past, but either way, it's worth worthwhile mentioning it again. The Sefer Achinach on Ari Miklat. Sefer Achinach notes that there are three Hashkafic reasons, three Hashkafas. Behind Ari Miklat. Three points, says the Zevra Chinuch and Source Summer Line, that he thinks must be mentioned when it comes to near Miklat. Why is it that a person who kills Bashogeg has to run to the city of refuge, one of the six Ari Miklat? Misharshia Mitzvah Line 7. Number one. Lefisha Avon Haritzicha. I'm sorry, even before we get to the Chinuch, let me finish my sentence that I mentioned before, I didn't forget to finish it. Ari Miklat is mentioned here, once in Masay, and then there's another time it's mentioned in Shoftim. The end of the Torah in Dvarim, in Paragutas, Paragutas in Shoftim, Ari Miklat is also mentioned. There is a little difference between the Parsha in Shoftim, number of differences, and the Parsha right here in Masay. The death of the Kohen Gadol is only mentioned here. Only mentioned right here. How long did he stay in the year Miklat? He says, until the Ari Miklat, most of would say, he quotes towards the end, that he stays, That's mentioned in Masay. Why Dafke is this mentioned in Masay and not in the, not in uh, Shoftim? Also, there is an Isser of taking Kofar for a Nefesh Rotzeach. Meaning if somebody uh, wants to pay instead of going, can't pay his way out. There's an Isser to Arisa to accept Kofar. Okay, well, you can pay. We'll talk about that Isser soon. Again, only mentioned here. Why is it mentioned here and not in in uh, in Shoftim? But in Shoftim, there's one thing that's not mentioned here, and that is a separate mitzvah aseid da'araisa of designating, putting up signs, putting up signs for Ari Miklat. It's a separate mitzvah say to designate them, even separate from their saving. Let's keep that in the back of our minds for a minute. Now, the Sefer Achinuch. Sefer Achinuch has. Three different suggestions. What is behind the ir miklat idea, the mitzvah? Again, these three machshavos uh, stand on their own. Number one, misharshia mitzvah. Lefish avon aratzicha chamur admaod. Murder is obviously terrible. Shebash chasas olam. It's it's the destruction of the world. Right, you can't do tshuva for it. Right, very very difficult. The Rambam t- talks about this in Ilchus Roseach. Vilachain line twelve. In a word, it's an onesh. Even though it was b'shogeg, and usually we don't punish shogeg, shogeg is usually a carbon chatas, we don't give malchus, we don't give misa for a shogeg, but here it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a punishment because you were involved. The person was involved in such a heinous crime, albeit it was by accident. There wasn't an ones; it was a shogeg. So you know you have to you have to go to Gauls. You have to you have to have some pain. 
to recognize that. You have to go away from your loved ones and from the place where you live, and you have to sit there for a while. Number one. Number two, line sixteen. olam ba mitzvah, kamosh Number two, it's for his own good, so the relatives don't go and kill him. If the relatives know, see him walking around, they'll just go kill him if they know he's in the ear miklad. So they remembered, okay, oh, that's the mitzvah. I'm not allowed to go kill him there. They have to run to the ear miklad. He's there. Number two. Number three, to Fascinating psychological point. So the relatives of the victim don't see him. Imagine, says the Sefer HaChinuch, that the relatives see the murderer Bishogig walking. And it's going to constantly remind them. They're never going to be able to have closure of, of continuing their life because it's, the, the, it's going to be right in front of their eyes all the time. Give them some time. Go away. Let him, let him get, move on with their lives and eventually maybe you'll, you'll come back. Psychology in the in the Torah. So three ideas suggests the mitzvah hamelach Rabbi Cement in Sefer on Sefer Mitzvos that maybe the first two ideas are really emphasized not exclusively because there's overlap in the two parshios, but maybe these are the two emphases in Masay and in Shoftim. Why here is the Kohen Gadol mentioned? Why here don't take Kofar? Because in the words of the Achronim, the first two ideas of the Sefer Chinuch are Hatzala and Onesh. Hatzala and Onesh. Prevention saving him versus punishing him. Ours, our Parshas Masay, it's about Onesh. Focuses on him. Focuses on what he has to get out of this experience. you got to wait till the Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol dies. Meaning, learn from the Kohen Gadol. Focus on the Kohen Gadol. Realize who he is. Let him be a leader for you. And don't try to get out of this by paying for it. Don't try to get out of it. This is an onesh. And if you can't pay your weight out of an onesh, as Moshe, we'll get back to in a second. In Shoftim, what is it about? It's about Hatzalah. That's the, it mentions Hatzalah here too, but there is the mitzvah, the Sefer Mitzvah's count of announcing, putting up signs, Ari Miklat, this way. Because it's about his his salvation, preventing the Goal Adam from getting from getting to him. So it could be this question, this Hakira of the Achronim of Atzala versus Onesh, is reflected in the two separate uh, parshios of Ari Miklat, that of Masse and that of Shoftim, and everything I just said there is in Oz Beis in source number ten on the top left. The two separate parshios. Okay, but one fine, two final thoughts on one point. Related here, based on the mitzvah that we just said. Pasuk Lamed Aleph. V'lo yift tzichu kofer l'nefesh rotzeach asheru rashal amus ki mos yumas. If a rotzeach b'mezid, Achman al-Asan, a murderer, wants to pay his way out, there's an iser de oraisa for Bezdin to accept that money. A separate losa, say, one of the 365. Bezdin is not allowed to accept money instead of putting him to death. Mos yumas. One Avera. Next, Lamed Beis. That's another Losase. Instead of Golos, instead of your Mikla, you can't accept Kofar. You can't accept Kofar. Two separate Losases. We need two Losases for this? What's, what's the Torah trying to tell us here? Don't take Kofar. Okay, we know what the punishments are, obviously. What, we accept bribes? So two ideas. First, from Sternbach writes in source number 11... What's the Havamina that the Torah has to come and tell us? Ah, don't take payment. 
So maybe, says of Sternbach, you're right in this case. The Torah is, 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 it's not redundant, but it's telling us something that is somewhat more obvious here, but it's a deeper message in other places. And that is, mitzvos don't wipe out Averos. Tshuva wipes out Averos. Mitzvahs help shape our religious personality. But we can't not improve in a certain area just by trying to cover it with something positive. The only time that might work, and he doesn't, he doesn't mention this, is, is Chil Hashem and Kiddush Hashem. Because it's kind of impossible to do Tshuva on Chil Hashem. So the way that exactly parallels that is Kiddush Hashem. Okay, it might be an exception to the rule. But generally, says of Sturbach, we shouldn't think that a mitzvah is going to cover an Avera. That's the message. See his line? Ein ha-mitzvah mechabe avera. Ha-kolofi cheshbon. Ve'ein adam yochol ha-chabra al-chatam. Bishum kofr shabola. You can't pay your way out. Money doesn't buy everything. Right? And when it comes to the spiritual world, it doesn't buy any tshuva. Right? Tshuva means that we have to uh, work on ourselves in the areas that we each have to improve. And therefore, that's the that's the message. Uh, don't We can't try to think of just going to the good. We ha- We have to, obviously. But along with that, to try to cleanse, cleanse the stains as, cleanse the stains as well. Number one. The other idea mentioned, and we'll end with this from Rav Saratskin in the Zayim LaTorah, Lo Sechu Kofer. One might have thought, let's say it was the Shogek case, not the Mazid case. The Shogek case. Somebody kills the Shogek. And Rahman al now there are orphans, now there's a, there's a widow. Imagine if this person comes and says, you know what? I feel terrible. It was, it was, it was, it was negligent. I was, you know what? I'm going to put your kids through college. I'm going to put your kids through college. I'm going to set up funds for each of them, $100,000 in each fund. I'm going to put them through co- They will never have to worry about anything for the rest of their life. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like he was, he was Bishogeg. It sounds like even the, the, the Krovim would, would be happy with that. It says Lazayim Torah, we can't determine what we think is correct. And what we think is the right thing to do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always determines that. The low sikhu kofel and Hafesh Rosech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of these kids some other way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. And even if we think we are putting our modern values into a certain situation and saying, but I think this is, this is what makes sense. And I think this is, should be done. The Torah tells us, the low sikhu kofel and Hafesh Rosech. Ir miklat is what I say to do, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what has to be done. Right, even though we think of it, he says obviously with a murderer, b'mezid, we have to get him off. It's a crime not to deal with him. But even for somebody who kills b'shogeg, one can suggest that's we have to realize that Kadosh Baruch Hu is the divine chachma, the divine wisdom, and the second guessing has to be about ourselves and not about a Kadosh Baruch Hu's chachma. Okay, we'll stop here again. We still broadcasting here from Camp Kaley for another couple of weeks. And as we said at the beginning, Shalom al Yisrael, that's what we daven for so, so deeply and all of the words should be as chus for the protection of all of our soldiers and Baal Hashem, they should all come home safely and quickly uh, with Shalom in all of Eretz Yisrael.